Hey guys, what's up? Thanks so much for tuning in this week for another episode of the B-Muse Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Musica. As always, we're going to analyze, review, and discuss the latest news and dive into the past regarding movies, music, video games, and much, much more. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at B-Muse Reviews. And tune into the B-Muse Reviews Podcast each week on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and all other streaming platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, we thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below, and to hit the bell icon to receive notifications that informs you exactly when our podcast goes live, as well as all other video content. Also, be sure to visit our website at www.musicaprojects.com. There you will find all important links to our latest podcast episodes, new projects currently available, and also previews of those currently in development, along with our latest blog posts. If there's a question or a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, send them to bmusereviews at gmail.com with podcast question slash topic in the subject line. With all that out of the way, let's not waste any more time and get right to this week's news. Welcome everyone to the BMuse Reviews podcast. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this special episode of the BMUSE Reviews Podcast. This episode is year 2022 in review. We're going to take a look at the entire year of all the new releases that we saw. In this episode, we'll be counting down our top 10 favorite movies of the year, our top 5 female performances of the year, our top 5 male performances of the year, in addition to our top 3 worst movies of the year. Let's not waste any time, let's get right to it. Alright, not wasting any time, kicking it off with number 10 on our list. The Banshees of Inishirin. This movie really came out of nowhere for me. I remember when first seeing a theatrical trailer for this movie, I didn't know how to feel. I like it was such a different different story you could tell right off the bat. It was going for more of a comedy drama and it seems such a simple story to lifelong friends finding themselves at a sudden impasse uh, when one just wants to end their relationship with the other and just alarming consequences kind of arise for both of them throughout the movie. And immediately upon seeing the trailer, I was already interested and this movie hooked me in. It was a great trailer. It's exactly what it's supposed to do. Not give you too, too much. Just give you a quick tease and give you a glimpse of what the story might entail on the lookout for in terms of the performances and when going to see this movie i was really blown away there not only is the story and the movie original to a t but it's quite remarkable in the performances that we get on screen uh, specifically from colin farrell uh, brendan gleason and last but certainly not least barry keoghan man so he has some scene stealers in this movie and I would be shocked if he's not nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor this year. Just a remarkable performance from him and the entire cast overall, as, as mentioned. 
this movie is really unafraid to tackle dark and dramatic themes specifically about depression and overall like legacy that you're going to leave behind in your life and it's a very dark and depressing film it's a very dark and depressing film but it also has very light-hearted comedic moments as well and it's just a great story and it gives you a lot to think about after seeing it not only just for the performances but but also through the main message the movie's trying to convey to the audience as well all right number nine on our list vengeance this is a movie that absolutely came out of nowhere for me this was such a funny movie i enjoyed this movie so much in the theaters i was cracking up the entire movie but also it's such a such a fun ride while watching it i really enjoyed this movie I, I didn't hear much about it when going to see it um i didn't hear much about it afterwards especially after putting out a review this movie did not get enough attention it definitely deserves more attention and more recognition this was a fantastic script very well done directed written and also starring bj novak just a very very well done job by him and the entire cast this was such a fun movie if you don't know already it's uh, it basically centers around a writer bj novak from new york city who attempts to solve the murder of a girl that he once hooked up with she has to travel all the way down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and he's trying to discover you know what happened to her and just all the shenanigans and all the characters that go into it. It's just a wild concept. See the trailer uh, if you haven't seen it already, just to get a quick glimpse, but go ahead and watch this film if you haven't already. Give this film a chance. I'm telling you, this film surprised me. It's not a long movie. I think it runs in around like an hour and 45 minutes or so. It's just a great, great time. And I think it's currently available on Peacock as well, if you want to check it out. Vengeance comes in on number nine on our list absolutely cannot recommend it enough all right coming in at number eight on our list clerks three now this may surprise some people and that's fine this is this is why it's my personal list and movies are subjective but with clerks three this is another movie that i was really looking forward to seeing and this movie delivers not only a ton of cameos but a bunch of light-hearted moments as well and that was not something I was expecting, especially from a Clerks movie. But to close out the trilogy of films, you know, it's the culmination of the Clerks franchise, and it's also the end of an era as well in terms of independent filmmaking and the overall style that Kevin Smith brings to the screen. It was just a wonderful experience to see in theaters. And I must say I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to see in theaters. It's where all movies deserve to be seen. At the end of the day, on the big screen, in a packed theater, with a great audience, this movie was a lot of fun, and I really had a great time seeing this film. If you're a fan of the Clerks franchise and you have not seen Clerks 3 already, do not waste any time. Go see it immediately, see it as quick as you can, however you can. Clerks 3 is definitely one of my top 10 movies of the year, coming in at number 8 on the list. Alright, coming in at number 7 on our list, The Woman King. This movie was awesome. Ultimate badass movie right here. 
This was a historical epic at its best. The true events in this film were something that I had never known previously about the Kingdom of Dahomey and just one of the most powerful states in Africa during the 18th and 19th centuries. And the performances in this movie from lead role all the way down to, you know, extra. It doesn't matter. Like, the performances are impeccable in this movie. It was powerful and emotional on screen, and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Viola Davis, I mean, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, she's a shoo-in for another Oscar, hands down. It's just a great, great performance from her. Uh, Lashana Lynch as well. Sheila Tim. Uh, John Boyega, everyone in this movie, just fantastic performances. This movie was just emotionally driven and action-packed throughout. And it's one of my favorite films of the year, hands down. I uh, saw it twice in theaters, just had to go see it again. Loved it so much the first time, really wanted to go see it again. And definitely glad I took that opportunity. The Woman King is certified badass. And if you haven't seen it already, do whatever you can to check it out, especially before the Oscar celebration rolls around. The Woman King comes in at number seven on our list for top 10 films of the year. All right, cruising right along here, coming in at number six on our list, Elvis, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. This movie was fantastic. I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, it was too long. It could have been shorter. I mean, that may be so, but at the end of the day, I look at this film, Baz Luhrmann, an absolute auteur to the max. This film was really, really well done. And I had a great time in theaters while watching this film. Austin Butler just carries this film. He absolutely carries this film. And, and it's a performance that truly captivates you while watching him on screen. Like just, you get lost in knowing that oh it's that's Austin Butler playing Elvis like you you get so wrapped up in the story of what he went through and and what it took and how, how much he was put through as well and 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 just the abuse physically and mentally and just oh man you, you feel for the guy as well you wonder why you know he left us at such a young age no human being could possibly withstand that constant cycle of just tour 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 no sleep no sleep no sleep uh, alcohol drugs food like no no exercise just tour 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 every night just like no you know just travel and constant just like unbelievably worked the dude to death and just he had to be pumped full of stuff it's just uh oh, get on stage it's just it was re it's really heartbreaking and um you know it's it's this is a movie that really pays homage to Elvis and his legacy and Austin Butler knocks it out of the park in terms of performances right now it's got to be a flip of a coin in terms of who wins an Oscar he's definitely going to be nominated for the Oscar it's just a flip of a coin whether he wins it or not uh, between he and Brendan Fraser most likely that's 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 really what it comes down to but this, this film was fantastic um, and and I could not, and I can't say anything more about it. Elvis comes in at number six on our list for top ten films of the year. All right, coming in at number five on our list, Barbarian. V 
this movie, absolute bonkers film, but <laughs> one that I absolutely loved. Saw this twice in theaters, and when originally seeing the trailer for it, I thought, wow, this looks really interesting. Looks like a pretty hardcore horror film. Quick little teaser. Not usually something I'd be like, you know, jumping to go see, but heard so many great things about it on opening weekend that I had to go see it. So, so on opening weekend, uh, I believe it was on a Sunday, went in there, cold, dark theater. There may have just been a few other people in the theater. This movie, let me tell you, what a ride. What a ride. I don't, I'm not going to say anything about this film. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. That's all I'm going to say is check it out. This film is so different, so unique, and I just, I loved this film so much. When making my list, I was like, there's no way I'm not putting this film in my top five films of the year, at least. This came out of nowhere. This movie came out of nowhere, and I just cannot say enough. I talk about this film all the time, and it's one that I had to get run a already have a frame poster of it you know <laughs> I, this film was absolutely a joy usually not a big horror fan either i will be honest usually not a big horror guy i am very selective with horror i'm not big on the gore and the ultra violence and all that stuff but at the same time this movie was more so disturbing in the imagery and and the and the story and it's so, like i i don't I don't want to say too much. So overall, that allowed me to, you know, I think enjoy this film a lot more. Uh, there are violent moments, I'm not going to lie, but it's uh, it's not anything what I thought it would be. I anticipated before seeing the movie. So when I originally sitting down to see this in theaters, within like the first like five minutes, I'm like, yep, this was a mistake. This was an absolute mistake. But luckily, it, in the end, I wind up walking out of the theater loving this film. Just wanting to go back and see it as quick as possible. Did that and brought along a few people with me as well, which is definitely the right move with this film. See it with as many people as you can in the coldest, darkest room theater you can. Just the best environment to make this movie even more scary, Just but also a more enjoyable experience overall. It's just a fun time and cannot say enough about this movie absolutely loved this movie barbarian zach krager knocked it out of the park all performances in this movie are fantastic especially justin long justin long absolutely steals steens in this movie and he's just fantastic great to see him in this movie and overall just one of my favorite movies of the year hands down coming in at number five on our top 10 list of the year barbarian all right coming in at number four on our list devotion this movie really surprised me i did not expect to love this movie as much as i did i went into this movie expecting it to be a solid film and to me it was so much more than that jonathan major's performance in this movie floored me most general audiences have not been exposed to Jonathan Majors yet, other than through his new role as Kang in the MCU, which is, you know, before Ant-Man in February, 
most people don't know who this man is, unfortunately. And as much as, and that's a real shame because I'll tell you what, if this movie were to come out three or four years from now, I bet you this gets him an Oscar nomination. But because this movie isn't getting the overall publicity that it should be, it just, I don't know. I think it's a, more of a long shot for him, but man, I'll tell you, this movie floored me. His performance floored me. Glenn Powell as well, absolutely outstanding performance in this movie. Christina Jackson, fantastic. Thomas Sadowski as well. Uh, There's a lot of great performance in this movie from the entire cast. Um, for those that don't know, it's based on true events revolving around a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots that risked their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen in history. This movie was really fantastic, and you know my grandfather served during the Korean War, and so this movie has a special place in my heart. I'll tell you, it, I was really, really surprised by this movie. A few days after seeing the film, I'm, you know, I was still thinking about the movie and Jonathan Major's performance. Just how powerful it is. It really, really spoke volumes to me. I cannot speak highly enough about this movie. If you have not seen it already, do not miss your chance to see this movie in theaters. It's still playing in theaters now. Go see Devotion. You will not regret it. Coming in at number four on our list for top ten films of the year. All right, next up, speaking of Glenn Powell and the Navy, coming in at number three on our list, Top Gun Maverick. This movie is just awesome. This movie right here is exactly why you go to the movie theater. You go to the movie theater to experience a true blockbuster film in a packed theater with loud surround sound, gigantic screens, IMAX, 3D, whatever your preference is. This movie made as much as it did and is the top grossing film of the year for a reason. It's because it delivers in all categories. And for a lot of people that were worried about, oh, it's just running on nostalgia and it's not going to be any good. They're going to ruin a franchise. No, 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 no. This movie had the perfect dose of nostalgia for, you know, the faithful fans. But the movie delivers a great story with it as well, which is what a lot of movies miss the mark on. You know, they worry about, oh, well, the nostalgia will carry us through to the finish line. Not necessarily. It doesn't give you a good movie at all just because you, oh, well, there's nostalgia and member berries sprinkled everywhere. Like, this movie knocked it out of the park. Saw this three times in theaters and loved it every single time. I think I loved it more each time I saw it, honestly. Just a wonderful movie. It's now currently available uh, on streaming just so you can finally check it out. But, man... It does not do it justice. If there is an opportunity for you to see this in theaters still, don't miss out on that opportunity, especially if you haven't seen it at all yet. That is the way to see this movie, first and foremost, on the biggest screen possible, in the loudest room possible, with as many people as possible. Top Gun Maverick brings the juice times 10, for sure. Coming in at number 3 on our list for top 10 films of the year. Alright, coming in at number 2 on our list... Everything, everywhere, all at once. This movie was such a surprise to me. I knew absolutely nothing about this film before going to see it. And, you know, I'll, t I'll be honest. Before going to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I was so hyped. 
And even though I want, I walked out of that movie, you know, enjoying it, and still a Sam Raimi fan, and still a fan of you know the MCU and Doctor Strange and all that. I just I felt quite underwhelmed by the movie overall. I'd say, and later in the week, getting the chance to see everything everywhere all at once, which which funny enough, you know, it deals with its own multiverse in a way. I'm not, not, not going to go into any spoilers or anything if you haven't seen the movie. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. It was such a refreshing, it was such a refreshing experience to have in theater and such an enjoyable movie. This was a wild ride and it gave me the full dose of what I was expecting from Multiverse of Madness, which is ultimately why you know you should never really go into movies with expectations at least if you do go into them with expectations always try not to get them too too high because there always is the possibility and the likelihood of being let down which could definitely affect the way you view a movie which i try not to do for myself but overall i'll tell you right now walking into this movie not really knowing much about it this movie was such a wild ride such a fun time and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was just so creative, so original. And I remember just walking out with the biggest smile on my face after seeing this film. I really wish that I had seen it multiple times in theaters. That is my one big regret is that I didn't see this multiple times in theaters uh, when I could have. But overall, definitely looking forward to checking it out again. Definitely a movie that you can watch over and over again. It's just so fun, so different, unique, and just overall everything I kind of expected from Multiverse of Madness. And not to mention the performance in this movie are just fantastic. There are no doubt going to be Oscar nominations within this cast for sure. Coming in at number two on our list for top 10 films of the year, everything, everywhere, all at once. All right, drum roll please. Coming in at number one on our list for top ten films of the year, the one, the only, The Batman. I know, I know, shocker, you're all surprised. <laughs> and it's funny too because I know I just went on that tangent about not going into movies with expectations, or at least going in with lowered expectations. That is the exact opposite of what I did when seeing this movie. I went in with ginormous expectations or at least just trying to keep them at bay as well as I could, but just still being super, super excited to see this film. And man, oh man, did it deliver. I absolutely could not get enough of every single scene. I found myself analyzing every single aspect of dust that fell from the sky of Gotham. I feel like it's just, I was so immersed in this film. The world that Matt Reeves created, Gotham was a true character on screen. And just the vibe, cinematography overall, fantastic. Michael Giacchino's score, just absolutely impeccable. Robert Pattinson is Bruce Wayne and Batman, wonderful. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Man, when I heard Paul Dano was cast as the Riddler, my excitement jumped through the roof. That's ultimately what propelled my excitement level to be, you know, a dial to 11, as they say. Matt Reeves knocked it out of the park with the casting. 
from top to bottom. And Paul Dano's performance is one that I will forever, forever remember and love that I got the opportunity to see in theaters. The Riddler is my absolute hands down favorite comic book character across the board. Not only my favorite Batman villain, but my favorite villain overall and favorite comic book character overall, period. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle, fantastic in this movie. John Totoro, fantastic in this movie. Andy Serkis is Alfred as well. And Colin Farrell is the Penguin. If it's not for his performance in the Banshees of Inishirian, it's his performance in the Batman that is going to get him, get him an Oscar nomination. It's one of the two, if not both. Just a fantastic, fantastic performance. Unrecognizable. The whole makeup department deserves a raise for their unbelievable job in this movie. Especially with Colin Farrell, just unbelievably unrecognizable. If you didn't know that was him, you would never, you would think that was some other person. And the fact that he was going into coffee shops, like during Starbucks and like Dunkin' and stuff like that, or just like that, that's hysterical. <laughs> that's hysterical. I loved hearing that. The Batman is hands down my top movie of the year. Just loved this film through and through, and it delivered in every way that I had hoped it would. And if you have not seen it already, do not waste any time. Definitely check it out now. Batman comes in at number one on our list. All right, now I'm not gonna lie, this list was incredibly difficult to make. So many great films came out this past year in 2022, and that's something that we should all be really thankful for. I know I am for sure. So with that being said, I definitely wanted to present some honorable mentions for some films this year as well. All these films could have easily made my top 10. Uh, some honorable mentions for the year of 2022. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. This film was absolutely delightful. The Black Phone starring Ethan Hawke. This was an absolute wild horror thriller. A film that definitely surprised me. A film that's very dark in its subject material, but overall delivers a really great film. Another honorable mention, Robert Eggers' The Northman. This film was absolutely brutal. A brutal film, but shot beautifully and has a lot of dark imagery. But the overall story, just the vengeance, just the sheer will of, of the main character to continue fighting no matter what and never giving up. Just, just unbelievably ruthless this film is. But I enjoyed it so much and it's definitely one to see on a big screen for sure. The Northman is definitely an honorable mention. Some other honorable mentions, The Whale starring Brendan Fraser. This film absolutely breaks your heart. Absolutely breaks your heart. Brendan Fraser's performance is once in a lifetime and just impeccable. A much deserved rocket back into superstardom and we're all happy to see it. The Renaissance is alive and well. Next honorable mention is Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. This film had me crying laughing the entire time. Just a wildly unique film. And I love the creativity and the originality behind it. It's just Nicolas Cage does what he does and he steals the show. It's just great to see him do his thing. Nick Cage is an actor that many of us love for a reason. In this movie, he shows exactly why he has so many fans. 
And not only that, but Pedro Pascal's character, oh my goodness, had me rolling the entire movie. He was hysterical in this movie. Absolutely stole the show alongside Nick Cage in this movie. Just a great duo. This is the duo that we need more of. I'm definitely, I'm definitely hoping to see them on screen together at some point in the future again. And last but not least, another honorable mention for this year, Scream. This movie definitely surprised me. Wasn't expecting really much of anything. Wasn't really sure how this film was going to be, especially being the first in the franchise, not directed by Wes Craven. Were they going to do the franchise justice? Was this film going to stink? Wasn't really sure how it was going to go. But lo and behold, not only did this movie pay homage to Wes Craven and the legacy characters and the overall franchise itself, but it pumped years into this franchise. And not only that, but it made a crap ton of money well over its budget and deservedly so. It made so much money that it got immediately greenlit for a sequel. The sequel was filmed immediately, I believe like earlier this summer and into the fall. And it's set to come out March 10th. Last week on the podcast, we talked about the first teaser that was released. Absolutely cannot wait for this film. Scream 6 coming out March 10th. Scream coming out this past January. I feel like that's, I feel like that at this point, this film should be retitled Scream 5, especially because the next one is Scream 6 officially. But I digress. Anyway, this film was very, very surprising to me in terms of how it delivered. And, and that's something that makes me very happy because this is my favorite horror franchise of all time. It's the horror, it's the franchise that I would say got me into horror and got me in, into the slasher genre overall. It made me really happy to see this film succeed in the way it did. I really cannot wait for the next installment. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a major shout out and say thank you to the sponsor of this week's episode of the BMU's Reviews podcast, Marla Jean Boutique. If you are seeking a gift either for yourself or a loved one who finds value in handmade items, then look no further than Marla Jean Boutique. She has a collection of trendy handmade items including clothing, wine bags, jewelry, and much, much more. Use the promo code BMUSEREVIEWS10 at checkout to receive 10% off your entire purchase. Connect with Marla Jean Boutique on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Marla Jean Boutique. And be sure to visit their website at www.marlajeanboutique.com. And once again, be sure to use the promo code BMUSEREVIEWS10 at checkout to receive 10% off your entire purchase. And now, back to the podcast. All right, next we're going to be counting down our top five female performances of the year 2022. Number five on our list, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. Number four on our list, Margot Robbie in Babylon. Number three on the list, Danielle DeWiler in Till. Number two on the list, Viola Davis in The Woman King. And number one on our list, Michelle Yao, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And for our top five male performances of the year, number five on our list, Ray Fiennes. Number four on our list, Colin Farrell. Number three on the list, Jonathan Majors. Number two on the list, Austin Butler. And number one on the list, Brendan Fraser. And for our final category today, and to wrap up the year 2022 review, we're going to be counting down our top three worst movies of the year 
Coming in at number three on our list, Thor, Love and Thunder. My goodness, this movie just underwhelmed to the max. It just beats you over the head senseless with nonsensical comedy. And 90% of the jokes for myself just did not land. And it was such a overdrive of Ragnarok. Like, Ragnarok for me is one of my favorite MCU films to date. And this film took what that film did, except it honed in specifically on the comedy that worked, and none of the comedy worked in this film, and it delivered nothing but that kind of comedy. And that's why so much of this film just simply does not work for myself. And a lot of others have, you know, mentioned this as well. It was too much. It was too much. And I hope that this film is the the line in the sand for the MCU in terms of, look, this is as far as we will ever allow these films to go. This Nothing shall go past this. And I hope that it remains true. I seriously hope that it does. Because that, that was, oof, brutal. Just brutal, to say the least, and I'll leave it there. Number three on our list for worst movies of the year, Thor Love and Thunder. Number two on the list, Blonde. This film should not have been made. This film did not need to be made. It shouldn't have been made, and this film is just garbage through and through. That, that's I have nothing else to say. This is, this, is, this is poop. This is poop on screen. That's it. Number one on our list, our worst movie of the year, Hands down, I would have to give it to Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Do yourself a favor, save your soul, and do not see this film. This movie looked hysterical in the trailer. I was looking forward to seeing this film. I went into this film thinking it was going to be, you know, hard R, you know, raunchy, funny comedy. And it's just not that at all. <laughs> it's just not that at all. It's the quite op this is a depressing humor comedy. This is just a weirdly off-putting film where there's so many dry moments that usually I'm usually I'm into like the the, the dark dry humor uh, but man, it just it didn't work in this film at all. And and a lot of the things I, I'm thinking it's oh okay is this is this a is this just like a dry, is this dry humor moment? No, like this is like a serious dramatic moment in the movie, which continues then for like three quarters of the film, and just the movie turns into something I did not expect at all. And it just it's, and then it ends very abruptly too, and I walked out like. Okay, yeah, that was just two hours of the life that, you know, we've just donated willingly. But, uh, man, I'll tell you right now, if I can make it worth it and save you two hours of your life of not having to sit through this film that does not have to be watched, then I will consider it worth all of my time then because this film was just awful. This is definitely a film that I hope to flush away uh, within starting the new year. So with that being said, really curious to know what your top 10 films of the year 2022 are. 
And what would you say some of the worst films are of the year as well? In addition to all that, what are some of your top performances of the year 2022 as well? As always, be sure to write to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to comment down below. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to this special episode, and I'm wishing you all a very happy new year. And that just about wraps up this installment of the BMU's Reviews podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Musica. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at BMU's Reviews. And be sure to listen every week on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and all other streaming platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, leave a comment, subscribe, and hit the bell icon to receive notifications that inform you exactly when our podcast and all other videos are out. And as mentioned, be sure to visit our website, www.musicaprojects.com. There you'll find all the links to our social pages, links to our latest podcast episodes, and also be able to read our latest blog posts as well. We'll be with a new episode of the BMU's Reviews podcast, so stay tuned for more. And as always, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Did you read?